There are many, many, many strategy courses and books out there, uh, but I think reading broadly, peeking over the fence and questioning those questions are probably the places to start. Welcome to Real Creative Leadership, a place where creative leaders can find insights and practical guidance on the day-to-day job of being a creative leader. We focus on real issues, topics, and insights of creativity in the business world. Join me as we explore the best strategies for developing your team, getting others to embrace your vision, and generating amazing experiences. This webinar series is produced by The Stoke Group. I'm your host, Adam Morgan, Adobe Executive Creative Director and author of Sorry Spot Emotions Drive Business. And this is Real Creative Leadership. Hello, and welcome back to Real Creative Leadership. We're excited to have you here. This is season two, episode 13. We've got a great show today on an interesting topic, and this is a topic that has spanned my whole career, and it's creative strategy. Understanding it, how do we get more of it? How do we build off of each other and and, and find a vision for our company or our clients? And our special guest today is joining from Melbourne, Australia, Jim Antonopoulos. He's the Managing Director of Strategy Innovation at the consultancy Tank whose work spans across Australia, Southeast Asia, New Zealand, and Greece. So welcome, Jim, to Real Creative Leadership. Hi, Adam. Hi, Adam. Thank you for having me. On the topic of creative leadership, you know, we started this podcast a couple of years ago, and somehow you found out about it and reached out and said, Adam, I'm building a whole bunch of other stuff on creative leadership here in Australia. We need to talk. And so we had a chat a while back, and it's just been in the works of like finally getting you here on the show. So I'm super excited to have you here. No, I'm excited to be here. I think it's a it's a topic that both of us are quite passionate about, and I think we've really aligned on that. So I'm really happy to be here. Thank you, Adam. Well, and you definitely are more of an expert on this. Like this is your job. Your, <laughs> your consultancy is creative strategy. So, um, but before we get too deep into that, I want to give you an opportunity to. Uh, just talk about your career a little bit, or at least just your introduction to, to creative leadership and why you're passionate about it. And then we can start digging into the details. Sure, sure. Um, so I'm the managing director of Tank. Uh, we're based in Melbourne in Australia, where uh, summer is hopefully um, approaching soon. Uh, we're all looking at our watches, waiting. Um, our core focus is uh, we work with government, education, um, NGOs and nonprofits and for-purpose organizations. So very specific kind of part of the, the market. Our core work is in research strategy, uh, brand strategy, um, and we do build a, what we call a bridge to creativity with creative strategy as well. So we do a lot of that work um, in those sectors. Um, I'm very grateful that uh, our clients, they come to us um, not so much with a brief, but with really big questions. Um, and that's a really great place to start for us. Um, I do a few other things. I run a, um, an online community on creative leadership um, and I'm writing a book on the topic as well, which I'm sure we'll talk about. So um, that's me. And I have three children, um, first and foremost, of course, um, that take <laughs> up um, a lot of my time and, um, and pathos and um, they're absolutely wonderful. So. Well, we have that in common. I also have three kids and yeah. three is my favorite number. So I'm all in on threes. threes, threes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it keeps us very busy. So it's uh, really quite wonderful. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, let's start out. Um, talk to us about the relationship between strategy and creativity. Um, you know, when we talked earlier about this, you had some really interesting uh, comments on, on creative people and how they learn to flex those strategic muscles. Yeah, look, I think um, it's, it, that's a really big question. And I think when, when uh, you first asked me, I, 
I said to you immediately, I said, I've never met a creative person that has done strategy well. And um, I agree with that comment. I haven't in my career met a creative person that just has, does strategy as a whole really well. But I've met really great creative people who are strategic. Um, and I've also um, been influenced by the likes of, you know, John Maeda, um, Naomi Klein, you know, really amazing creative people who have used their creativity um, for to create amazing platforms but also to make change so um the relationship between strategy and creativity and this might be due to my sort of limited field of vision um or it might not i guess but i feel that most creative people they're they're stuck in this moment um, and they're afraid to sit or there are barriers around them uh, or haven't been taught to sit in the space of the problem, the problem space, to actually um, work backwards rather than go forwards. A lot of creative people leap towards execution or when diagnosing a problem, already have the outcome in mind and are yeah. already formulating the outcome. Um, the relationship with um, strategy and creativity, it's actually very close. Strategy is a creative discipline in any domain not just in our industry, in any domain, there is an element of creativity in good strategy. Um, it's problem solving. It's what we do as creative people. So the relationship is actually bound really tightly. Unfortunately, um, many creative people just haven't been taught um, how to diagnose problems, how to sit comfortably in that ambiguous problem space. Um, a lot of us were taught how to execute, how to move forward, how to vision and imagine. Uh, so that's moving forward. We haven't been taught about the now and what led us to the now. Um, I think but when we are taught and those people that the people that I mentioned, when we are when we do bring those two uh, tension points together, uh, really great uh, strategic creativity emerges. I think another reason why perhaps at least just thinking back on my experience is that a lot of us as creatives, like we, we have a lot of deadlines and it's like, you don't get a lot of time to sit in that creative space. Like it's sit down come up with an ad or sit down and come up with the concept or, you know, you, you're we're, I think we're trained to go to execution really quickly. That's just because you know, that's what our output is, but you're right. Like to, to spend the time and to carve away the time to sit in that problem space and just really think deeply about the problem. Like it just doesn't, those opportunities don't come up very often. We have to make it happen. That's right. And obviously, generally speaking, you know, some creative people, um, that's their role is to execute on that mm -hmm. one thing uh, to uh, design that ad, right? Um, and the problem would have been diagnosed and, and the strategy developed months prior to that moment arriving. Um, so I guess when we talk about creative people, not all creative people are the same, nor do they all perform uh, the same function or the same role within an organisation or within a consultancy um, and within uh, for brands as well. So um, that just a point of clarity. Yeah, some creative some pe creative people, their role is to um, execute on that one thing. But if we are the creative person who is listening to the brief and we are um, have that opportunity to understand the context of that brief and to understand the uh, what led to that, what problem led to that brief and work backwards from there and then emerge into that opportunity and diagnose that problem, um, that's a great place to be. I think that's a really great place to aspire to um, as creative uh, leaders to um, develop professionally, 
to um, work more upstream, uh, which is what we're talking about, rather than to use the analogy downstream. Mm. Um, it's filled with opportunity for um, creative people and creative leaders. Maybe let's see. I just as we're talking about this, I wonder if for our listeners, we need to back up just a little bit because mm. I mean, when when it comes to strategy, we could talk about relationship of strategy and creativity. And there's a lot we in our companies we talk about strategic initiatives or strategy all the time. Yeah. And you have a whole you like masterclass at some point, I'd love you to tell the listeners where they can go find that on strategy, where they can, you know, where you yeah. dig deeply into principles and, and everything of strategy, but sure. maybe talk a little bit about like, what is creative strategy? How is that different than the rest of strategy and business strategy? Yeah. Um, there's a number of questions there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Look, a little while back, um, I was asking myself these questions. What is creative strategy? And, you know, what am I doing? Uh, no, sorry. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> um, and I was asking myself these questions. I had this immense imposter syndrome thinking that, you know, I can't be strategic. I can't do the strategy stuff, you know, because other people um, do that. And it's the vocabulary that's not really mine, um, that, you know, true voice in that, the back of our heads that we all have. Mm-hmm. Um, I then began reading and learning more about it and actually sharing what I was learning about. Um, and I built a course called the Strategy Masterclass, which I've then eventually started doing lots of that. And I put together the March 1st uh, community, marchfirst.com.au, and you can find all that stuff there. Um, I just believed in just teaching what I know as a way of learning, because then when you teach what you know, uh, the people tell uh, communicate back to you what they've learnt, And sometimes it's different to what you thought you were teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that that loop was uh, a real, uh, a true journey for me to discover creative leadership in amongst teaching people how to do strategy. So I essentially teach um, how we do strategy for large corporates in our consultancy. I just basically um, put that together and teach people how to do that. Um, so that's the one thing that you mentioned um, mm-hmm. yep. about the strategy masterclass. Um, the second thing I think you mentioned, how do we get better at strategy? What I first thought was I thought you had to read the right strategy book. I thought you had to know the right strategy person. I thought you had to, um, I thought you had to do an MBA, right? Um, and they were all mistakes because good strategy is a creative discipline. It's problem solving. It's diagnosing a problem. So the things that we can do to get better at strategy and to be and to think more strategically or and which means to think more clearly is to read broadly, is to actually look over the fence of our industry and look into other worlds and other industries and learn from them. Learn from people who have come before us and have actually thought about this before us, not necessarily in a direct straight line in our industry. And I mean, quite broadly, I think we need to learn to question the question. The person sitting down and being asked to design an ad is being is posed the question that is believed to be answered. If they have an opportunity, they should be questioning that question. And any brief that puts, is put in front of us, we should be empowered Uh, i.e. surround ourselves with people who support and include us to um, question the question um, in a professional, Mm -hmm. uh, diplomatic, respectful, professional way. Um, And that all that, those three things that I just mentioned, um, 
you know, that requires an understanding of how to enter into a dialogue with someone, you know, uh, to, it requires empathy, uh, compassion. It, it, it requires, you know, there's a lot of talk about creative people having to learn the language of business. Um, I kind of agree and disagree, but it, understanding one's, another person's perspective is probably another way, of, a better way of putting it. Um, understanding the language of business is important anyway, like um, just for any vocation. So I think they're the key things that I would say to a creative person watching or listening to this, that um, there are many, many, many strategy courses and books out there. Uh, but I think reading broadly, peeking over the fence and questioning those questions are probably the places to start in the first instance. Hmm. No, that's great. And I completely agree. I mean, if I think back on moments where I've been working on creative strategy with different with different folks, it's it's been a lot of, yeah, we start with a lot of the questions because, you know, the act of creativity is where we're making connections, where we're coming up with the big concept or the idea. But if this is the pre-work, right, the creative strategy is the pre-work to even make sure we're in the right space or are we doing the right things or where are we going, like sitting in that problem space. I found that a lot of times it's with, at least with colleagues, it really is starting out with questions like, and, and not just questions about the project, but just questions in general. And I think your, your advice of kind of people watch and read broadly and really absorb human life, I think that that's so essential, not just in becoming a great creative, but in the strategy, because what you're trying to do is relate to real good human experiences and what would people right. want, what would they care Absolutely. about, right? Absolutely. The more you sit in that space and the more you empathize with all the other people out there because you've watched them and you're a student of people, then you start to understand, well, this seems like the right answer. Like they would care about X, not Y. Yep. And that that's helps right. you get to a better strategy. Yeah, that's right. Like I get briefed by, um, you know, uh, boards, you know, a group of 10 people of, of directors of organizations. And I'll be briefed by them. I'm sitting in the room with them. I'm, I spend a lot of time just watching them and listening and watching how they inter how they communicate with one another. And I ask them questions about, the tensions that they experience between one another and uh, within their organisation um, and the, the challenges that they're facing, the hurdles they need to jump. Uh, I'm interested in them as human beings. Uh, reading a piece of paper that's called with the words creative brief at the top of it, it's, it's, it's dehumanising. It's mm. <laughs> just focusing on this piece of paper alone is dehumanizing um talking to the human being who wrote that and understands the bit at the top that talks about the problem um and understanding that human being is the place to start is the place where strategy exists it's in that dialogue and that's a creative discipline absolutely it's not for me sometimes it's so interesting it's like when i think about when you just talk about how the creative brief is so dehumanizing like most of the time in my experience in working with great, even great marketers, they're going to be coming to that brief, bringing all of the quote unquote strategy around the product, the business, like the focus on what we're trying to say from that perspective. And I found that a lot of the times what I bring to the table is that human side. It's like the customer centricity, the let's focus on humans and people, and what they're really going to accept. And is this big, long story about, you know, some tech topic even matter to them? Maybe not, right? And so it's like, it's that yin and yang of us bringing the creative strategy, which is really, how do we show the human side of this and then end up on the best 
you know, experience for the customer that isn't just a one-sided coming at you from the product. Yeah, completely agree. I completely agree. And unfortunately, you know, we're our own worst enemy. Our, educa- our creative education system doesn't support that dialogue. It's very focused on moving us through, spitting us out at the end, teaching us um, how and what, not why. So mm-hmm. very um, uh, production line. Um, we tend to fall into a space of um, a world, sorry, we tend to fall into a world of um, fluffy bullshit strategy, right? Uh, visions, missions, goals, right? Imagining the future, uh, predicting the future, um, drawing and illustrating the future, but never really um, sitting and understanding what led us to this moment right now so we can actually solve the right problem with our creativity and then do the visioning, imagining stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we get taught that um, goals are strategy, goals aren't strategy, hope isn't strategy, vision isn't strategy, right? Um, but yet we're, it's sort of drummed into us to, to do that stuff. And, and, it's, and we're our own worst, worst enemy because a lot of the creative folk, the creative industry, they exist in an echo chamber, right? We, we do, we, our peak bodies and associations, it's an echo chamber. We rarely ever peek over the fence. We rarely ever reach out and enter into collaborations and partnerships. And I am generalizing here, of course, um, with cross industry, cross functions. Um, it's rare to see. Hmm. Well, so now that we've talked about what, what is creative strategy and how we as creatives or people can do it, but and I agree, like we definitely, you know, we're not, help, like your comment at the beginning of I haven't met a good creative who's great at creative strategy is probably true because we're not, you know, first of all, taking care of our own selves, the cobbler's shoes first. But the next question is, so how do we, my other, the problem I get a lot is creatives will ask, well, how do I get other stakeholders in the business to care about creative strategy? Or how do I get my clients to care about creative strategy? Because right now, maybe they don't put value on it. So how do we help put value on it or guide them to see value so that they can make it part of the process? Yeah, that's a great question, right? Um, value is always going to be decided by the person who's buying. It's not up to us. So the person who's buying deems it decides the value to them, right? So that's the client, I guess. Um, or inside an organization, it's the CEO, it's the executive, right? They deem the value of what you're selling. So it's on us to ensure we're sending the right signals as creative professionals so they value what we do. So it's on our industry associations and our peak bodies to advocate and set policy and governance for our industry to work within so then other industries can see the value of what the creative industry does. It's on us. It's, um, I'm sure you have and I have met in my 30 years of my career, have met many creative people, if not all, including us, complain about the fact that they don't see the value, quote, unquote. They don't see the value in what I do. I've complained about that. I'm sure you have, Adam. And people listening have complained. The client just doesn't see the value. It's the, that's a dead-end conversation that I've had with myself, that you've had in your career and many people have had. It's a dead-end. It's not going to go anywhere. It's an echo chamber. We need to get up and demonstrate the value of creative strategy as an industry, as, as creative leaders, so they then see the value. If we can't do it, they won't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it almost seems like for me, like at least for those listening, the best thing you can do is just 
find an example, a small project, something you've done where you've had a good outcome from having a good creative strategy and you can show how it's made an impact further down the line before you got to execution and then go talk to your stakeholders, your clients, whoever it is, and just show them, yeah, it's on us to sell them on it, right? Here's here's the value you get from it. Can we keep doing this? <laughs> That's right. And, you know, other things, we don't have to go it alone either. The one thing that uh, it's common in our industry in Australia is this um, working in silos, working mm. as, as individual businesses rather than actually considering, you know, how might we actually work together? Or I, if I might sit down and think, you know, Adam's really good at this thing. Why don't I actually partner with Adam and go for this client together? Because Adam's really great at this creative strategy stuff and I'm really great at executing. Instead of me trying to just do everything, I want to put my ego aside and actually create collaborations and partnerships in our, in our business models that then actually demonstrate that value. So play to each other's strengths mm. rather than assume that every creative business has to be great at every part of creativity. It's, um, again, it's a dead-end conversation and unfortunately we see that a lot. Mm. Something else leading up to that, not just trying to sell our clients or stakeholders or you know, leadership at our company on creative strategy, but it's funny, you'd mentioned something in our earlier conversation about how we as an industry are really bad at using it for ourselves, like for our own agencies, our own businesses, our own careers even. Talk to me more about that. How can we like fix our own house first? Oh, like, yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't buy, I think the analogy of what is it, the cobbler's shoes. Like um, I've heard that a lot in my career as well is that oh we don't do our own stuff that always just gets parked um to the side we've got to focus on clients first um, um i yeah i struggle with that comment because um i know secretly that it's kind of true you know we're so kind of we're like that duck on the on the on the lake and it <laughs> its feet are going crazy under the water but it's serene at the top um but I do think we have to be client number one. We have to treat our creative professionalism, our businesses um, and our professional development as client number one. We have to focus on that because the ripple effect is they won't see the value. They will always see, they will position us accordingly. They will say, here's a brief, I need it by tomorrow. Read it once and just get going, put your hand on the mouse and do the job, right? <laughs> The, that silently that's what we're being told, right? So um, we need to treat ourselves as client number one. We need to, which is why the, this journey that I've kind of been on to discover what creative leadership means is, has been really um, remarkable because I've, um, I've heard a lot of creative people talk about, talk to me about this issue and mm. we have to then, we have to look in the mirror. We have to look at ourselves and what we're doing, what we're saying and understand why we're doing why we're unable to challenge the system, why we're unable to question the question, right? Um, it's not somebody else's fault. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, I know that's a tough answer for a lot of us where it's like, and even going back to what we talked about before, like it's on us to build our own careers. It's on us to build our own companies. It's on us to sell it to business leaders and get them to, flop, to believe in it. And I know that feels like a heavy burden. It feels like a lot, but I guess it's also just like, it's a great opportunity. Like you just have to embrace it. We have to, mm -hmm. that's part of what we're all about, right? Like being a creative person is you want to question, have questions and think deeply about stuff and, 
you know, have it relayed. So it's like, it, it's what we signed up for. So if it's not, if we're not doing it, then it's not just going to get fed to us. And then we just go through the, then it will become paint by numbers and it's, it's no fun. That's right, Adam. That's absolutely right. Creativity is absolutely, it's wonderful, right? We've, we've all got it. You and I, everyone listening, um, we've carved careers out of it. We've chosen that this is our path, right? We love it because we're able to, as you said, think laterally, apply that lateral thinking to problem solving. Uh, how lucky are we to have chosen a path that is so ingrained within us, right? We get to do things with our heads, our hands, and our hearts, right? Not many people can say that about their vocation, about their job. And this alone, that's enough, I feel. Mm. That's enough. To, but we don't know that. We don't see that, right? We, don't, we are unable as a collective, as, a, as generally speaking, creative people are unable to actually see that they have this wonderful sort of uh, alignment of planets, right, in their mm-hmm. path. And if only they could use it well. In 2010, if, if you allow me, in 2010, IBM put out a study. They interviewed 1,500 CEOs around the world, 60 across 60 countries, 33 industries, right? All these CEOs were asked, what's the number one leadership competency to, for successful firms in the future, for successful enterprises in the future? Unanimously, creativity was number one. Yep. I've used that said. That's a good Enough one. said, right? Yeah. Um, it's, and yet we're sitting there saying, oh, they don't see the value in what we do. They mm-hmm. do see the value in what we do, right? We just have to bring those two together. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Right. That's a good point. They didn't choose something else on that study. It was... No, it was they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, 1,500 CEOs, 33 industries, 60 countries. That's an impressive sample. <laughs> Even if you compare that against... I've seen so many studies just from the pandemic of the last couple of years of like the most important things that businesses have had to do. And a lot of times it's, it's stuff that's just creativity under a different name. Like you have to learn to pivot. You have to try, you know, innovative new things or like, it's all the same stuff, looking at problems in a unique way, getting in that, sitting in that problem space and coming up with a, you know, a creative answer that's going to help, you know, solve things besides just going through the normal process, right? Like trying it differently. looking right. at it. Differently. Completely agree. Yeah. Well, completely agree. Yeah. Here's my next question, and it may be a, a multi-part question. Um, so get ready. For those who are just trying this out, they're like, okay, maybe I'm early in my career. Maybe I'm not. I'm just wanting to get better at creative strategy. What are some resources that you know of? Um, books, things, like even though I said, you know, earlier said just, you know, read broadly, but like maybe dig into that a little bit more. Are there some good strategy books or just anything, a class somewhere? And then also what gets you up and gets, keeps you excited about doing this day in, day out? Like what's your motivation? So what, what can people look to for inspiration or motivation? Well, good question. Um, I said read broadly, uh, but firstly, you know, more, more specifically, you know, conversations like this, what you're doing, Adam, I absolutely love. Real creative leadership is fantastic. I wouldn't have reached out otherwise. I think there's something that you and I, uh, the timing and the, the alignment of what you and I are doing just sort of clicked at the right time. Um, so uh, conversations like this one and the ones that you've had in the past and the ones that you will have in the future, I think are really valuable. They offer diverse and uh, varying and uh, sometimes uh, contradictory, but that's important perspectives, right? They, off- they offer that because 
the creative industry and creative leadership is so complex and so varied and we need to understand all the various aspects of it this conversation is just one aspect right yep so um acknowledging that i think what you're doing is fantastic um communities like uh, march first is march first is fantastic but there are many others as well so listening to diverse perspectives i would i would always say to younger um, creative leaders um that they need to do that there isn't just one avenue there are many paths so jumping into communities is really important um there's a uh, i've mentioned a book to you a little while back by richard rumelt called good strategy good strategy bad strategy it's not about creativity yet it is um it's about strategy um as a whole as a discipline it's fantastic i would highly recommend reading that um the latter part of your question about what gets me out of bed, what inspires me, I read very broadly um, and I read voraciously. Um, I'll find inspiration in um, meditations by Marcus Aurelius, which yeah. I read a lot about the Stoics, and I've read that now three times, <laughs> that book. I'll find inspiration that I apply to my work in books like that. I've, I've read um, uh, pretty much everything that James Baldwin has written. He's one of my favourite authors. I find inspiration in his essays, in his fiction and non-fiction work. Um, I draw as well, so I find stillness in just reading and drawing. That's important as well. There are multitudes of articles and books written about the importance of solitude and stillness to just process the information that we, that's being thrown at us every single day or the problems that we're solving. Um, those things i think are, are rich for creativity those, those rich resources for creativity um, there isn't this one specific book that will provide the answer for that young creative leader there are many avenues there are many paths um, these the what what i've just described is just mine um, but they are broad and varied you know um, i do crossfit five times a week and um, that's for me a creative pursuit it's solitude it pushes me to the edge of something and I'm able to then see things really clearly. That's me, you know. Um, other people will be very different. I've said the phrase a lot, you have to read to lead. And I know it's just because of the, you know, that wonderful rhyming there. But it really is true. Like, I think it, as far as like a creative person, being a student of people, being a student of culture is really important. And whether that's in movies or entertainment or, you know, just things that people are into, I think that's that keeps you sharp in the creative world. But there is something about reading a variety of different books because it's the ideas that oh. get seated in your head that are different than entertainment. And it's like, so it's like a little bit of philosophy or just, you know, thinking through big ideas and that, and that can be found, you're right, in a variety of books. I mean, they could be regular leadership books. It could be podcasts. I mean, thank you for the, the, the plug here for real creative leadership. It's really just, it's just constantly learning. I think that it really helps that's right. You're right, Adam. And seeing the creativity within that, like someone sat down and they wrote 400 pages, right? Someone sat down and wrote a, a, a script and it turned into a film, right? Um, actually seeing the creativity in those endeavours, I think, is really important rather than just skimming the surface. Mm. Well, we're getting close to our time here. There's something else you talked about, but I'd love you to dig in just a little bit more is just tell us a little bit more about March 1st and that community and what participants are finding valuable or important there. Sure. Um, we have a, um, 
uh, there's about 500 people or so at last count. It's slowly growing. Um, it's, it's a free Slack community that we just started just to co um, collect um, different topics, mindfulness, purpose-driven leadership, creative leadership, um, those sorts of aspects of creative leadership, understanding who we are and why we do what we do. Um, we have reading lists. It's a great little community. And every month we have a small cohort, about 10 of us, we meet on the first Friday of every month on a call um, and we just discuss uh, various aspects of sort of creative leadership or purpose-driven leadership. Um, so it's been really fantastic. We've got people from um, all over the world, um, all over Australia, of course, um, and varying perspectives. And also, um, and this is important, varying industries, right? Uh -huh. it's, not a, it's not an echo chamber. So we have people from construction, from architecture, um, uh, writers, uh, and I'm talking literature, <laughs> um, not copywriters. Um, yeah, really, and designers, of course, and creative people as well. So that's been really, uh, that was an experiment, right? So um, that's been really insightful just to watch and listen and nurture a community, which is an um, endeavour in itself. Um, but the connections uh, I've personally made have been, um, yeah, probably the highlight of my career and the weekly journal that I write um, every Tuesday, which is also on that website, March 1st, is, um, again, I've been one article a week since 2016. Um, that's been the highlight of my career. You can take the awards and put them in the garage, but um, the, the just sitting down and meditating on an idea every week has been really powerful for me. And we are going to definitely be putting the links in the, in the show notes here. Awesome. If you want to find out more about March 1st or some of these other um, books and items that you've listed yeah. and hundred percent, I've been signed up for your uh, March 1st newsletter, getting your weekly, uh, your emails for quite a while. And a couple of them have definitely inspired, you know, conversations that I've had on real creative leadership. So thank you so much for that. And if you're listening, go check it out right now, go sign up for the, for, uh, Jim's weekly uh, article. It's really interesting. Very insightful. You put a lot of deep Thank thought in those and I can tell. Thank you. I appreciate, appreciate all those. I appreciate right. that. Thank you. Well, thank you everyone for listening this far. This has been a great discussion on, on, uh, on creative strategy. And I know it's an elusive monster sometimes, but the more <laughs> we just keep trying, I think the more we as an industry can, can make a, a bigger dent in it. But Jim, why don't you tell people where can they find you just so that we hear it one more time of, you know, if they want to learn more about you or your business or, you know, your communities, where can we find you and give us some of those locations and so we can spell them out. Sure, sure. Um, my business is at uh, wearetank.com.au. That's my consultancy. Um, and marchfirst.com.au is um, our, uh, the platform that I've built to house my weekly journal, uh, the community and a whole bunch of courses and stuff for creative leaders. So um, they're the two main avenues you can find me and you'll find lots of other stuff and things to explore. No, oh, that's fun. I also love that as part of your uh, community, you've met physically. Like that's something that we haven't done with Real Creative yeah. Leadership. It's just putting out content. But yeah. I would be curious to hear if anyone's listening, just to, if you reach <laughs> out with a comment, like, should we do some sort of a physical thing and get together? Yeah. I'd love to know if that's of value to everyone. I, I As an extrovert, I would love it. Just let me know right now. I'd love it. But uh Curious to hear what uh, what the listeners say about that. So we'll put that out there and just see. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, as always, you can find us at realcreativeleadership.com. We've got a full catalog of all the past shows. A lot of, you know, like Jim said, 
It's just a piece here and a piece there. And you can listen to past shows and see what you can pick up on. You can also email us from the site and ask any questions or suggest a future topic. I would appreciate that as well. And you can also follow Real Creative Leadership on all your major social channels. Um, me personally, you can find me at adamwmorgan.com. And you can also learn more about the Stoke Group, the digital marketing agency that helps produce this show. And they're found at thestokegroup.com. So we'd love to invite you to connect or engage with us in any way. Leave a comment on one of the shows, like or share something, post a comment. And again, get back to me on if you think that uh, having something physical would be interesting to you. Uh, I'd love to hear more from viewers and listeners about that as well. So thanks again. Thanks, Jim, for joining us. Uh, and we hope to get more engagement and uh, have other people follow you and get to learn some great stuff from you as well. So thank you. Cheers, Adam. All the best. All right. Thanks all. Thanks for listening to Real Creative Leadership. I'm your host, Adam Morgan, and this series was brought to you by The Stoke Group. For the most effective marketing, use both sides of your brain to align your strategy, creative execution, and analysis. Connect with The Stoke Group for help designing each step of your marketing plan and creating a coherent vision. Visit thestokegroup.com to learn more.